0: In today's busy life, we spend so much investing huge fortune, upgrading our cars, upgrading our houses, upgrading our clothes, upgrading everything material around us in order to get better life. But we forget the most important part we don't invest upgrading our minds we don't invest upgrading our thoughts. This is so profound because this is this is where we should start with.
1: I am just a girl, passionate about breaking old generational cycles so that I can create a better legacy for my children. Welcome to Butterfly Effect, Breaking Old Generational Cycles. Today, I'm talking with Diana Oskov. Diana is a rapid transformational therapist, and I am so excited to have this conversation with you today, Diana. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Stacey. Glad to be here.
1: So, you know, I know that once we get started we are going to have a powerful profound conversation and so i want to just jump in it and start talking about the topic at hand so the topic is breaking old generational cycles and patterns so when you hear that phrase diana what comes to you
0: i really like this topic and um i have been thinking And it made me realize how often we just navigate our lives without paying attention how exactly we're doing it. And surprisingly, many times we're doing everything on autopilot based on our generational habits. So it's it's interesting to see how the generational cycle is affecting our life and how it's reflecting on us. Of course, there are a lot of positive things, uh, but among those are some negative as well. And it's uh, crucial to realize those as soon as possible. Sometimes we live on without even knowing that those cycles exist.
1: Sure. You know,
0: it's interesting
1: what popped out to me when you said there are some good things. And I do want people to know that just because I'm on a mission to sharing the breaking of old generational cycles, it doesn't mean that I don't recognize that from our ancestors and in our families, there are some good things. There are many good things, as you brought up, Diana, that... but there are also things that's not productive and those are the things that if we can identify them and the sooner we identify them and break those patterns that our lives can be so much better
0: absolutely i'm i agree with you and it's here's the interesting part that some of those um cycles we don't recognize just because they're not so obviously we see the positive but the negative sometimes it's very hard to recognize so i'm glad that you're bringing this topic um alive because it's like it's a one way to bring awareness to so many people that they can maybe they have this in their own life and it's a aha moment to just pay attention and see if they can improve their lives.
1: And there are so many different cycles to break. And that's why I love these conversations. I get to meet interesting people with interesting stories. And those stories can lend to other people, foster healing, foster awareness that other people might not have. So Diana, What is the generational cycle that you are breaking and why is it important to you?
0: So for me, I got aware with my cycle about two years ago and uh, it always have been with me and that is perfectionism. And perfectionism, it's coming from uh, definitely from my parents. I have been raised with the idea that uh, I have to do everything in the best possible perfect way. And this has been chasing me entire life, and I have been pushing pressure on myself, doing everything perfect without even recognizing where this is coming from. And the interesting part here is, let's be honest, there's no perfectionism. It's like you once you start trying to be perfect, you enter this never-ending race of being of perfectionism. It's so hard, and the more you're on, and the more you pressure put on yourself, and then one thing leads to another. So how everything started for me, I haven't realized that this is something that is chasing me. Uh, but a couple of years ago, a friend of mine uh, brought to my attention imposter syndrome. And I'm like, huh, I never heard about this. So I started digging in and and I recognized myself in every possible way that they, they were describing imposter syndrome. Here we go. This perfectionism. It's maybe one of the lead steps to imposter syndrome. And it's hard because it's like they're so interconnected. There's no one thing that, uh, that is just that one thing. It's like they're all connected. The, the right. super mom is connected there. It's like everything. For me, the perfectionism definitely play a huge role. And, um, I hit rock bottom one Christmas. We got a Christmas tree and my kids are old enough to decorate the Christmas tree by themselves. Uh, I let them do it. And at one point they went to bed. We took pictures. They went to bed and I wasn't happy with the tree. It wasn't perfect. So I Mm. unloaded all the Christmas ornaments and I start putting it back together. And my husband come into the room. He's like, he just asked me what I'm doing. It's like, why are you doing this? It's like the kids spend so much time and effort to to put the tree together and they loved it what how what is going to be their reaction tomorrow morning when they see a completely different tree Uh, so that that was my wake-up call and we talk a lot about that that evening and i'm like i need to stop this i definitely it's affecting my life and i need to stop this then later on i start digging in more and the more you are aware the more you see and I saw more moments where my perfectionism was just not working for me. And I was not the road to change it.
1: <laughs> yes, I love that. Breaking the cycle of perfectionism. And thank you for sharing that story so openly. That sounds like your defining moment for you, or at least one of, right? But it's yes. when we become aware of how we are affecting ourselves and other people that we can break these cycles and do better for ourselves and others because a lot of times as you opened the conversation, Diana, you said a lot of us are in this autopilot. So when you're in the autopilot mode, you don't know until you have an awareness like that. Absolutely. So I'm happy that you were able to identify the perfectionism. And trust me, I know all about that. (laughs) And I really do. And I had to get to the point where good was good enough, and done was done. And it still creeps up. It still creeps up in things that we do. But it just puts us on this cycle that it's like never ending.
0: Absolutely. It's it's hard. It's like, perfectionism it's hard and it's like impossible to be perfect it's there this does not There's exist no such it's thing normal. it's like this does not exist and it's like the more we try to be perfect the more we're unhappy with ourselves and that is like a starts another rolling ball that is like so hard on all of us
1: where did that come from the perfectionism that you brought into your adult life
0: um so i'm coming from uh, eastern europe i'm from bulgaria originally and, um, uh, I think it's partially it's cultural and, um, uh, it's definitely installed from my parents in a very good way. They were trying to teach us to be a better humans, to do everything the best possible way. And then our childhood mind they just take this and extremely, uh, blow it to, um, to different level. And my parents always have been trying to encourage us to do our best. And my mom always had been perfectly dressed, perfectly looking, perfect makeup, perfect nails, everything perfect. And that stuck with me without me not understanding it. And then later on, I was start starting to do the same. And at one point, I was starting to see this in my kids. They were starting to be perfect. My daughter will write the, her essay for the school and she will get mad because her essay is not perfect. I'm like, Mm. what are you talking about? Perfectionism. It's like, you're too young to talk about this. And it's like, it really made me see it and make me think if I'm willing to continue this and willing my kids to continue this. Uh, And after I discovered this, um, I realized this issue. I'm like, no, I'm the one who is going to stop this because the moment I overcome it, I felt so much happier with myself, so much Mm -hmm. in love with who I am and what I can do, I'm like, I'm so much better than the perfect people. So we don't need to be perfect.
1: Right. You know, that's amazing when you see things playing out with your children. It's a big wake up call because they emulate us. Uh, I remember watching my daughter from a very young age do the body movements and Crossing her legs or crossing her arms in the same manner that either myself or my husband, her father has was doing. Yes. And it was then that my eyes were wide open to, wow, I'm going to have to really watch what I say, what I do, because they're emulating. And it was through that also, you know, I've made some mistakes with my son. With his grades where there's a time when he struggled with his grades and I don't think that my approach to it was the best because when I look back now and I I'm, and he's 20, so we have addressed this, man, I, I threw my ego out the window and apologized for some of those missteps as a parent because when I look back at how I handled it, it was me handling it, making him feel like he wasn't good enough. And I even remember him asking me why was grades so important? And at that time, I didn't know how to address it. So I looked at him like he had lost his mind. Like, how could you ask me that? School is important. Grades are important. Da, 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 da. But then as I grew with my daughter, now I homeschool my daughter, but as I grew and understood better that we cannot allow our children to think that, The grades, the number, the letter defines them and make them who they are and the person they're going to be, because then they're going to grow up thinking, well, I'm, I was never good enough. So when, when that child brings home a B and you go, well, why didn't you get an A? You just sent a powerful message to their subconscious mind that they weren't good enough. So, You know, none of us are perfect. And therefore, as parents, we have these mistakes and these missteps. But if we can identify them, it actually works to go back to that child. Throw the ego out. It it works.
0: It's absolutely normal because the parenthood, becoming a parent, does not come with menu. Those kids, Mm -hmm. when they're born, they don't come with menu. So it's like it's a trial and error. And this is how we all learn. And I'm so happy to hear this story because it's like we're in the same uh, in the same level. We're recognizing that uh, and we're trying to encourage our kids not to chase the grades, trying to chase the growth, trying yes. to growing and investing in themselves, because let's be honest, the grades are not defining a person. No, they're so temporary once when they finish school that those grades are out of the windows yes and then it's like the growth we are left with the growth and um my son actually we uh were chasing the grades at the beginning and then at one point when we realized that this is not the right direction we we changed, changed direction and we apologized to him and he's like what do you mean you're saying sorry about this? It's like, he was so unaware that these parents can do mistakes. And I'm like, hey, we're just humans. As The way how you make mistakes, it's the same for us. Just because we're grown-ups, it doesn't mean that we know everything. But it's very important when you recognize that you're doing something wrong to correct yourself, apologize to whoever you need to, in the first place, maybe to yourself. And then move on and improve, not to be Mm -hmm. stuck in the same road. And showing this to our kids, I think it's very important because it's like it's the way to guide them in a better direction for their life.
1: Oh, my. Yes. Yeah. I've been on that journey of things are popping up for me and I'm having to apologize and I do it openly and honestly. Sometimes I you know say things like that was piss poor parenting and you know (laughs) he's just looking at me like did she just really say that yeah I said that like I wish I knew better but now I do and I'm sorry and that shouldn't have defined you and it doesn't and I, I go in and explaining these things and it's important as parents, we know that we're not perfect. And when we make these mistakes and we identify them, do your children a favor, throw your egos away for a minute and welcome a dialogue where you apologize because none of us are perfect. They yes. actually love it. And it's, it's a
0: great part of their growth, Diana. I've seen it. I think it's very important part of their growth because the moment they realize we often speak at home that we're just learning together. We learn from them and they learn from us. And just because we have been on this earth for a longer period, doesn't mean that we have better experience in everything. So it's very important to keep your mind open and learn from as much from your kids as possible, because sometimes they they have better experience in, in different areas than us chasing perfectionism. It's, it's impossible. And the moment we see it, I think it's very important to bring this to their attention as well, because uh, we just were in the high school introduction to high school the other day. And I've seen how many kids were talking about perfectionism, chasing perfectionism in, in high school. This lead to so much anxiety, so much unnecessary anxiety yes. and so much pressure on those kids that it's like, completely not not necessary and if we have to reflect and look back here we go we're going to those generational cycles because this is coming from the parents it's coming from the home coming from the environment and the environment especially in those days it's so intense on our kids i think at least at home we have to balance this uh, tension and help them realize that it's up to them how they're gonna look at the day at the end of the day and how they're going to reflect everything. And how much of this tension they're going to allow to affect their life.
1: I love this. I call it intentional parenting.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, <laughs> you know, often I, I, I'll i put up um, on my Facebook something about my children. You know, maybe we've, we've gone someplace together and I'm enjoying them. Because I absolutely enjoy my family. I love our laughing together, just our connection. I absolutely enjoy them. I enjoy them watching them grow. And I learn so much from them. And when I was asked, you know, what I was looking forward to for 2022, I said laughter. And a friend of mine was like, what do you mean laughter? I said, to be in my house, somewhere in the house, and hear my children laughing. It is...
0: Christless.
1: It's priceless. it's priceless, Diana. Yes. It's one of the things that, just give me that and I'm good.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? It's like a, the best uh, the best food for the soul. It's It, it has so much meaning and so much uh, richness that we, we need to enjoy as much as we can until it lasts. Because at one point, they're going to take off on their own journey and we're going to be at home with the empty house. So we have to enjoy them as much as we can until they're around us. Yes, I embrace it. I embrace it so much. I talk about them
1: with the respect of what I'm learning from them. Yes. Because you mentioned it earlier, Diana, and I agree, they guide us and we learn a lot from them. And I'm going to tell you that My daughter has been one of the biggest part of my journey of healing from things that I'd been through as a child. And it's amazing. It's watching her grow, seeing her go through the phases that I went through. And it's just been profoundly healing.
0: Yes, it's it's interesting how our behavior affects our kids too. Without any attention, it's like they're just copying and mimicking us without realizing even that they do this. And it's absolutely normal because this is the environment that they, they grow up with. This is their, their life every day. This is what they see. This is the, what they find for normal. So many times, just like in my case, perfectionism was something that is normal. Unfortunately, in the long term, looking how it's affecting life, I don't think it's so so much normal. So I'm the one who is stopping this behavior and allowing my kids to enjoy life without being perfect, accepting themselves for what they are.
1: I'm right there with you, sister. (laughs) I am right there with you, because when we know better, hopefully we do better.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now I know better. And so I'm allowing, I just love for them to be free. I love them to express themselves, to be creative, to have that freedom to explore their life the way their inner compass is guiding them. Because as parents, we tend to think because we have had 40, 50 years on them or 30 years on them that we know best. And I think we know what we have experienced, but we don't necessarily know what their inner guiding post, which direction it's sending them in. So we have to allow them to guide us while we keep them safe, while we nurture them, while we give them love, but still honor that they have this inner guidance. And just because they're children, it doesn't mean that their inner guiding post isn't activated. It's very much so
0: activated. Yes. And actually here, I was very surprised because the moment I relaxed a little bit, allow myself to relax and start to see the life from different perspective, I started allowing them to be themselves without fulfilling my expectations because it's like my expectations it's not their life they're Mm -hmm. they have their own journey in this planet and the moment I start doing this I recognize and I was able to see that they're actually capable of way more than I expected and I saw myself being the stopper in this world for them I'm like allowing them to be themselves open completely new world and Seeing that how much cap- more capable they are, it's so rewarding and so nice to see them improving into their own way, into their own perspective, into their own environment, and reflecting and being exposed on so many different things. And that is so much for feeling. It's like I'm like I realize how much I was missing. Good thing it's not too too late. <laughs> I exactly. still have time to to fix that mistake. But it's like. It's beautiful to allow uh, the person next to you, uh, be your kid or be your husband or be some relatives, to just be themselves.
1: Be themselves. It's yes, priceless. it is priceless. Just strip away the expectations, strip away looking at them through your lens and wanting them to live their life through your lens. Yes. how about let them live their life through their lens because each of us we see life so different yeah you know our souls are designed to see life different and yes even your children
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the beauty of it uh, behind that it, because it's like in, in this life if we all were t- the same there's like life would be probably so boring, boring. we need different. We need to be able to express ourselves, to leave the freedom to be ourselves and to enjoy it. I agree. So you're breaking this cycle of
1: perfectionism. Were there any challenges that you faced as you're doing this?
0: Definitely. So I think my biggest challenge, I think for everybody is to recognize the cycle and to see how those, the cycle is affecting in each of us. One of the other things is that uh, make me realize which I find as it, a challenge as well is in today's busy life we spend so much investing huge fortune up- upgrading our our cars upgrading our houses upgrading our clothes upgrading everything material around us in order to get better life but mm-hmm. we forget the most important part we don't invest upgrading our minds we don't invest upgrading our thoughts this is so profound because this is this is where we should start with. We should invest in in better thinking, in better knowledge, in better understanding our lives. Not invest in material stuff because the materials does not make us happy. Ha- make us happy, of course, for a while, mm-hmm. but then once it's not so new, it's the excitement is gone. Yes. But once we invest in ourselves, upgrade our thoughts, upgrade our minds find more information, enjoy more experiences. And this is all so nourishing for our soul and for our mind. But unfortunately, we forget about this.
1: Yes. I love that you brought that up, Diana, because one of my favorite quotes that I've created for myself is, the mind is your most powerful tool in your toolbox. Yes. And it really is. Because once we are able to manage our thoughts, to hear our thoughts. Because in order for you, even with this concept of breaking the cycle of perfectionism, in order for you to be able to break that, you had to have listened to a thought at some point. You had to have caught yourself midstream or something that made you realize this is a real problem. And I love that you brought up Invest in, in your mind because your mind is something that you can control. But many of us are walking around in autopilot and our minds are controlling us.
0: Yes, yes. And our minds are controlling us based on what we live through, our life experiences, our generational cycles. Again, what it's affecting is our environment. And the environment is huge. It's like in those days, like environment is so much pressure on all of us and allowing ourselves to be on our autopilot and just living the life day for day. It's not the purpose that we're here for. No. We have to be aware of what we're doing, living the life with purpose and moving um, along to achieve our own goals, not achieving the world goals. Yes. We all have our own goals and we need to be focused on that.
1: I agree so much. I love this conversation so much because (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about perfectionism and it affects us so much. And as an entrepreneur, it showed up by way of imposter syndrome. And there are so many people out there that's struggling with that, struggling with perfectionism and entrepreneurs or coaches, or just people in their everyday life that's trying to accomplish something, something they're really good at, but for some reason they think they're not good at this thing and they keep going out seeking more certifications and more degrees and piling them up. And really it's about that perfectionism Slash imposture syndrome, so what advice or gems do you have to share for anybody who might be struggling with this
0: so um I have a few points that can help people. first of all, we need to be aware just self-awareness it's a huge thing. We have to be allowing ourselves to reflect on ourselves and see what is happening around us, and maybe one thing that here can help is asking ourselves the question why is this happening to me? What is this here to teach me? And I found lately that the moment I start asking this question myself, I always find an answer. And if it's not there to teach me something, I realize that this is something that I can improve and I can fix and I can move on to a better state. So this is the first step to be um, self-aware with what is happening and just be able to look in yourself into the mirror with open eyes and exception because without exception we're not going to get anywhere (laughs) right uh then uh the second one that really uh, i think it's important is to take ownership and allow those limiting beliefs to to reflect yourself on those limiting beliefs allowing them to not be able to stop you anymore allow you to to see it and take action and improve it. Then the third step, it's my personal and favorite, it's traveling. I think traveling is one thing that allows us to build incredible coping skills. It's another opportunity to open up your eyes in a way that many of us are not seeing it. Because traveling, you get exposed to different environments, different cultures, different Different lifestyle and it, it, all of this brings so much awareness and you start to see, start to see every, your everyday life in completely different reflection. It's like, Oh, what is, I never thought about this or never thought about yeah. that. It's like, and it's interesting to see how different cultures can reflect even different, trying different food. If, if you cannot travel, it's like allow yourself to travel without just boxing yourself that travel is getting the uh, getting the plane ticket and going somewhere no travel can be trying different food looking into a different magazine allowing yourself to read an article on different culture all of this is traveling for myself traveling even um before covid was uh, we costed a uh, exchange student for our high school for for 10 days he was from japan that was incredible experience. And mm-hmm. I was telling my neighbors and my friends, I'm like, everyone should be able to experience this because it's like, you are able to travel in the comfort of your own home yes. without actually doing anything. You are just hosting another person and it's magical. It is. It's funny that you said
1: that traveling without traveling, because I did that for two years because I love to travel. My daughter has a a list of countries. She's 12 years old. She started writing that list when she was 10. It's on a big posted note, one of those flip chart notes, and it's up in next to her desk. And she's all over the world. She's talking about there are some of the countries, Diana, that places that I had to Google. I'd never <laughs> heard of them. So, I was so proud of her for having this idea and this thought In her head that she wants to travel the world but here's the thing covid happened right when she wrote her list so we really couldn't go many places but then i started meeting all these people from across the world and a lot of the countries she had talked about going i would get off of a zoom call and i would run to her and be like oh Guess what? I just spoke to someone in Dubai. I just spoke to someone, you know, in Thailand. And I remember I had a client in Abu Dhabi. Who would have thought? And I was so excited. And every time I have these experiences where I'm speaking to someone from across the world, it makes the world so much smaller and it removes the borders and it opens my my mind and my experiences it just broadens it and you just become a well-rounded individual that way so I love that you said hey you can travel without physically traveling yeah and how how awesome was that for you to host a a student from Japan
0: yeah I like to refer uh, for ourselves that we're citizens of the world Yes. And it's like the best gift that we can give us and uh, our kids. And the COVID, the pandemic made me realize how much uh, value this is because before uh, the COVID, I made a shirt actually right before COVID for our kids because we like traveling. Mm-hmm. And I made them a shirts with different stamps from different countries that they have been mm-hmm. and. For those shirts, we counted the country. We, they end up being to 17 different countries. Wow. And we did this without actually realizing how much value we have, we have invested. And no. many of our friends were saying, Oh, don't take the kids. They're so, so young. They're not going to remember anything. I disagree. They do remember. Mm-hmm. And the COVID was the perfect example for that because we see during this pandemic, we saw how much coping skills they have and how much growth they have based on this travel because they're able to adjust and they're able to reflect on everything that they have been doing in an instant. This is coming with build up. It's not growing overnight. You have to build up this coping skill. Mm -hmm. And it's priceless. It's priceless. But yeah, traveling, it's like People are limiting their, themselves so much, so many times when they say, "Oh, it's so expensive to travel." No, it's not. Mm-hmm. You can even read a book online now. It's like there's so many online YouTube traveling uh, options. Yes. Go and travel,
1: but oh, it's again,
0: yeah. our limiting beliefs here. Our we go. limit,
1: <laughs> our limiting beliefs, and you're creating memories and you're creating these experiences that are priceless. If my daughter could hear you now, she would probably out there like rooting with pom-poms if she can hear you say this because that is our whole thing. We are going to travel the world. And she researches. Here's the thing that I love about it. As we talk about breaking cycles, it connects because then you stop being afraid of the unknown because now the unknown is available to you, yes. right? And then you... All those fear tactics that you hear out there about other countries and other part of the world, it diminishes once you start traveling. So I agree that if you stay in the same space all your life, never experiencing anything else, you will have it harder when it comes to recognizing and having that awareness of the cycle that you need to break because it becomes such a norm because you're around it day in day out.
0: Yes, and that's why we have legs. We have two legs. We're not a tree. We're not stationary. We have legs, and we can pick up our legs and move, and go and chase what we we like and do stuff that makes our heart sing.
1: I love it, Diana. Makes our heart sing. <laughs> Listen, travel makes my heart sing. And something you said, you know, Mm -hmm. about your children earlier where you said, you know, when you release that perfectionism, it allows them to chase their growth. And travel also helps and allows them to chase their growth. You are a mother of my heart. Yes, you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Here, very important part when we uh, speak about uh, making our heart to sing another point that I really want to point to everybody is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because, um For myself, when I realized my generational cycle that was holding me back, it's very important at this point to reflect and to realize and to allow yourself to forgive, forgive, yes. forgive yourself first because those generational cycles, sometimes they come with so much negative energy that is holding us back on so many levels. Like, family level, career level, prosperity, we need to, to be able to see it, to recognize mm-hmm. it and allow ourselves to forgive first ourselves and then everybody else. And when I'm talking about forgiveness, I'm not talking about forgetting. Right. I think those are two, two separate parts and forgiveness and forgetting, they go together. You should not forget. When, once you forgive, it's I think it's important to, to still remember Yes. Based on this experience, based on this, um, this, this cycle, something happened with you and you grow, this allow you to grow. So it's very important not to forget, but it's crucial to forgive yourself so you can able to move forward and move forward with full heart, with open heart. And we're able to, um, to just grab everything that is available to us in a completely new direction.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love that you're speaking of forgiveness because I always tell clients that forgiveness starts with you.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And once you can identify that you forgive yourself for whatever it is, allowing something to happen, doing something, your missteps, whatever it is, When it starts with you, it's easy, or easier, to forgive others. So thank you for bringing that up. That is a big part of breaking the cycles, the old patterns, the ones that we want to throw out—not the good ones. You can keep the good
0: ones. (laughs) No, we can keep the good ones. I'm a huge believer that you cannot forgive anybody else without forgiving yourself. Agree. Forgiveness starts with itself and forgiving yourself allows you to to take the step forward and forgive everybody else but without forgiving yourself you cannot take this step you can you can try but you're not going to be happy it, your heart is not going to be full and right. it's still you're still going to feel this missing part in you that is like not fulfilled so just start with forgiving yourself first
1: That's just an awesome way (laughs) to wrap up this wonderful conversation is with forgiveness. So Diana, can you share with everyone how they can reach you if they need to or if they want to check out your work that you do?
0: Absolutely. Everybody can, anybody can reach to myself. Um, I have my website, revealedmind.com. And also reveal mine on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody and share my experience and help people improve their lives.
1: I love that. Thank you so much. I am so happy you showed up for us today to share your story and to share your insights and what wonderful insights um, they were. So thank you so much for being here today.
0: Thank you for inviting me. I hope our conversation will help somebody recognize their perfectionism cycle and allow them to move to better life.
1: And I want my listeners to know that in the end, I want you to be inspired to break free from the old constructs of the past and create a new legacy. <music>